Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Everything is Brand. This week, we want to talk about the sound of brand. So listen up. Here we go. So the sound of brand really touches on a bunch of different topics that we're going to cover today. And Primarily, the two big ones are voice, which has become very important to brand. You know, whether you're talking about Hey Google or Hey Alexa or any of the voice activated elements. So we definitely want to talk about that. Then the other part of it is also the audio side of things, whether it's a little hit at the end of a commercial with a logo like Rogers does or a whole bunch of different brands do, or whether it's even looking at some of the new social media channels, like particularly Clubhouse, which is all very audio based or even podcasting itself. So guys, what do you think? How important is sound to brand overall? Yeah, I mean, I think it's super important. It's it's really only been a few years since Alexa, Siri, and Google Assistant have been introduced to the world, you know, along with the other ones as well. But in that time, we've seen voice grow to become one of the biggest opportunities in digital marketing. I mean, and it's even fueled even further today with the popularity of like wireless headphones, the Internet of Things, etc. One of the stats that I found was 27% of global online population is using voice search on mobile. So there is, there's a shift really happening in technology from using our eyes to see things into using our ears to hear things. And not to mention that saying something is much faster than typing it or reading it. This means that brands need to be thinking about how they're going to go out and interact with their current or potential clients in their homes, their cars, at the gym, in the way that people can listen and interact with brand voice without seeing visuals in many cases. And one of those examples is really how organizations are building their brand voice through voice search. If you think about traditional web-based searches, they lead to thousands of answers to a single question, whereas with voice search, consumers usually just get one answer. So brands are quickly partnering with Amazon, Apple, and Google to become that voice. Let's noodle on that for a minute. So you're right. I don't know that anybody's kind of really thought about it or brands really have taken a thought on the search part of it. The fact that when we type something into our Google we get a plethora of results and it's all about being on page one versus page two or page three. But yet with voice, when you query a voice and you ask Siri or anybody else, something like that, and damn it, I shouldn't have said that because now everything's going off. You only get the one result. You are the expert or you are perceived as the expert and you get one result. Now, that may change down the road, but that is the way it is right now. And how advantageous it is for a brand to be that one search result on the voice. Yeah, and that's where I was sort of going with this was like, if you think about it, these brands have the opportunity to partner with Alexa or Siri or Google Assistant. And I don't know if you guys are that familiar, but the Alexa skills that we're seeing out there that are being launched the interactions that Siri is having where you can add things to Siri. And really that's the opportunity that's out there right now for these brands to build those skills or build those apps that then partner with Siri and become those voices. Some of the examples that I've seen out there is, for instance, with Alexa, if if you want to order a pizza, Alexa's partnered with Domino's and it's basically, hey, Alexa, ask Dom to order me two pepperoni pizzas. And so you're seeing that these skills are almost developing their personalities and becoming like the best friend of the main one, whether it's Alexa or Siri. So they're the go-to. 
people that are partnered with through voice. So there's a huge opportunity there for brands to become those people in that sense. Do you think that this is just an opportunity for very big brands? And is this kind of cutting out some of the smaller brands that don't have the same opportunities in terms of partnership and the money to back it up? So do you think that there is a bit of a disadvantage to smaller brands in terms of voice branding? I think that there's a a first-to-market opportunity here still. I mean, I know we're a few years into it, but I still think that a lot of brands aren't fully using it. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you, the owner of the Alexa or whatever, get to build those relationships. Like You get to add those skills. That's where it comes in that it's like you're adding a skill or you're adding something to Siri. You build that. So it's not just about the big ones in that sense. It's about your relationship, your ongoing relationship with the customer and them invoking that into their voice technology, really. It almost feels like brands have to be aware that voice branding is a thing and they need to build it into their process, right? Like, And not take it out of the mix, make sure that it's in the mix, make sure they're considering it, make sure that they're having those discussions. Again, I think I think I made this point in an earlier podcast. You got to be where your audience is. You got to be wherever your audience is. And to limit yourself to say, oh, my audience is only on a laptop on Google or my audience is only here. Like we really have to think about the audience's day to day activities, how they go about their daily lives and embed ourselves in it whether it is on an Apple TV, whether it is with their earbuds in connected to their phone, whether it is somehow walking down the street, seeing billboards, whatever it is, right? It really is about being where the audience is. And to that point, and I mean, this is an interesting topic. I mean, this is why we're talking about it. As we're kind of working on one brand for for one of our clients that, I mean, I can't really say much more about it at this point, but this voice control or being able to order something that way it will definitely be something advantageous for that particular brand and potentially a lot of other brands that are you know, in a similar type of situation. So, so it's definitely an opportunity for a brand. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all about efficiency. It's making the customer's life easier. It's making everyone's life easier. And it's not just happening with B2C. It's also happening with B2B. You're seeing voice tech being used in meetings and things like that. Like, you know, having a Siri or a Google in a meeting and being able to ask it a question or record the meeting or do all of that other stuff that it, that it can do, you're seeing it build in everywhere and start to, to be combined across the board. So there's just a lot of potential out there for it, I think. And even one of the examples that I'm thinking of, I think with Virgin Trains or something to do with booking a train ticket, and they went, they invoked an Amazon skill and it cut their ordering time of ordering a train ticket down from seven minutes to two minutes. So you're seeing that that kind of stuff is becoming easier as well. So there's a huge amount of potential here. It's just, I think, to to Gabby's point, it's getting to where the customer is. Speaking from a family perspective as well, like I watch my kids and using their devices, they don't type anything in. They do everything through voice, whether it's call so-and-so or texting somebody. Well, it's not even texting them a message, but it's reciting a message that's then sent through text. It's, it's, it's everywhere for them. They're always a great example of where the world is going because they're always five steps ahead of their parents. <laughs> yeah, they're the YouTube generation, right? They will yeah. first go to YouTube to learn about something before they yeah. read too. Yeah, I think one of the 
key things is that voice is not only through the devices, but it's also filtering into a whole bunch of different things that are kind of supporting this trend even more. Like if you look at social media, Clubhouse is probably one of the hottest social media channels right now, and it is all voice based. If you look at podcasting, how popular podcasting has become by reference of everything brand, but podcasting has become popular as well. So I think that the trend is not just in marketing and advertising or search or, but it's it's coming into social media. It's coming into how people operate and interact with their devices. It's a, it's a whole thing based around sound and voice and audio and, and all of those elements coming together. To that point, I would just add, like, it's even down to converting some of content that would traditionally be a publication of some sort on specific topics, converting those to sound bites so people can actually listen to it almost like a podcast type of thing, but very specific topics in a much shorter format. Yeah, I mean, I think the reality too is like with voice, you can be doing something else while you're listening. And I think that that's very appealing to everyone, like whether you're driving your car or you're walking down the street or whatever, or you're working, frankly, you could be working at your keyboard and listening to something. So there's a lot of opportunity there as well. And people recognize that it allows people to multitask. And I think that that's a huge thing. We are a a generation or generations of multitaskers. Nobody's really content to do one thing at a time anymore, right? You're going to people have six tablets in front of them while they're watching a television show. (laughs) Well, I think (laughs) I was about to say that, you know, we're not getting any more time as life goes on. So what you do with that time, how you consume entertainment or other forms of content is, is key. So what Marco was talking about just there was what we recently did for a law firm, what was basically offer up a bunch of content that they have on their subject and just offer it to them in an audio format so that they can listen to it as they go either driving or walking around because we all need exercise in this pandemic, etc. So just offering it in an, in an alternative method rather than just print and publication or even reading it on the website, right? Give it to them in another form. And I think that's probably one of the easiest steps for brands to adopt. Start turning your content into an audio format that your audience can consume. And it also offers or opens an opportunity to actually become a subject expert and provide those kind of sound bites, some of that information in a consumable way that way, like sound bites that can then lead to additional information. So obviously, if you're driving, you're not taking notes, you're not you're not able to to study a specific topic if it's related to your profession or you're doing some research or whatever it may be, even research for shopping. But it allows you to have general information that then you can, that particular topic can then lead you to additional pages or additional sources of info. While you're driving, you can actually tell your voice assistant over there to make a note on blah, 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 that you all of a sudden just learned. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the integration of all of these elements is really the key here. And I think that, you know, for a lot of people, they think of voice or audio as being a different element. But actually, for a lot of people like your kids, Jeremy, it's the only element. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's how they interact with their devices now. You know, I mean, it's all well and good to say that we as humans, we want to be able to multitask and do several things at once. And I think that that's true to some degree. But at our core, we're also a little bit lazy. And quite frankly, it's much easier to interact with the devices and, and do all those things with audio just to say, 
hey, Siri, write this text or, hey, Siri, do this, as opposed to having to pick up the phone, type it out, check the spelling, all that kind of stuff. Things like ongoing research or spelling or those things don't matter as much anymore, as much as the quickness and the speed and the ease of being able to interact and integrate with our devices. So the one that intrigues me the most is voice commerce. So the ability to order items, products, whatever online. So with that, the question that I have around it is, are we going to see a bit of a distance between the consumer and the brand, right? Is there still an opportunity? Because now you've got basically bots ordering your groceries or whatever and picking the brand rather than you as a consumer picking a brand. Now, as Jeremy said, you can have your favorites and whatever in Amazon. So, hey, Amazon, order laundry detergent and it's automatically going to order the Tide. But what if there isn't those things in place? Like who gets it? And is there a further distance of brand and consumer because of voice and these automation processes? Yeah. And it might even get to the point where it's not necessarily the consumer choosing what the brand is going to be. Like you might not say order Amazon, order the tide. It might be like Amazon, order me some dish soap. And what whatever Amazon determines is the best deal is the dish soap that comes to you. So, I mean, I think that there's the door is now open for some of the control to go in a bit of a different way. And maybe it's just about looking at things in a different way than we have in the past, where it's not where I don't need to be a consumer of the brand, but I'm, I'm a consumer of the main brand, like the voice brand, like Amazon or Google or whatever. And then I'm relying on them to give me the best deal at the time, the best price, what's going to get to me the quickest. Maybe the issues are changing at the same time that the technology is changing. It's interesting because I would actually argue that this is, it's now even more important for brands to be in front of our faces and be recognized and connect with us. Because if it is, if it comes down to those devices basically ordering detergent or milk or whatever it may be, then really you have to control that. So, so you will ask for a specific brand. If it's not top of mind, you just won't do it. So then it's the device basically that's deciding for you. So I think that brands will actually be even more important. Yeah, it's almost as if Brands need to figure out, instead of just selling to the consumer, they have to sell to the distributor as well. I mean, that, that's always important, but whether it's a, a grocery store and getting the right shelf space and paying a fee for that. And I think that that whole way of doing things is being transferred over and the name or the voice is becoming real estate. Before where it used to be a shelf, now it's a name, now it's a voice, now it's an ordering mechanism of some sort. So I think it's it's going to be one of those situations, like you said earlier, Jeremy, like Domino's becomes Dom and we're almost personifying the brand. And, yeah. and maybe you'll yeah. say, hey, Alexa, tell Dom to order me two pepperoni pizzas. That's now the brand yeah. relationship as opposed to, hey, Alexa, order me two pizzas. And then Alexa decides who they're going to order from. So it's it kind of covers both of those areas, like you were saying, Marco. But it also really emboldens the brand to be present in the technology in a way that they might not be ready for, they might not be used to. And, and this goes back to the earlier issue, which is how do small and medium businesses compete with these large brands? And how do you kind of get your name and your brand involved in this new technology? To that point, too, of what Jeremy said earlier, it is moving the brand in the direction of humanization, right? It's making a brand 
less and less about a logo and more and more about a human, whether it be human characteristics of the voice, the, the persona, the everything else that goes with it, right? We're now seeing a bit of a shift where a brand is becoming more of a human and like whether it be the Domino's pizza, whether it be through what they stand for and their position and they're giving back to the environment and whatnot, we're really touching on human qualities of a brand. Whereas if you turn back the clock, however many years ago, it was really about, I would say the look, right? But we are really seeing a shift, I think, in the humanization of a brand, whether it be whatever sense. To answer your question, Brad, I guess, what can small and and medium businesses do, right? Because I'm pretty sure they don't have hundreds of millions of dollars to pay Amazon to be called Dom, right? And I guess they can start with small things, small things like SEO for their websites, uh, keeping up their websites in terms of SEO optimization. Most of the users do have Google assistance, right? So updating their Google My Business listings, Those kind of small things, using even search ad campaigns, can help them be relevant also with voice, right? So it's it's a matter of... And I'd add to that, Christian, looking for long-tail keywords, right? Exactly. Long-tail keywords are often speech, right? If we think about it. Yeah, exactly. Using Google Maps search ads... Those kinds of small things can also help be relevant and be present with the voice searches, for example. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like the expansion of the brand personality. So, I mean, we talk about brand personality all the time. And and before, the brand was pretty much judged on how it looked. Now we're saying the brand is being judged on how it looks. It's being judged on how it sounds. It's being judged on how it presents itself to the world. And and you're right, Gabby, it's this personification of what people expect. Brands are expected to have ethics now. They're expected to have morals. They're expected to have a whole range of elements that makes them more humanistic. And people want to interact with those kinds of brands. And and the brands who aren't willing to enter into these agreements and say, you know what, we recognize what's going on here and we want to be part of it are going to be left by the wayside, just like any other brands in the past that refuse to move with the technology. I think at the end of all, like, I mean, everyone's still trying to figure it all out. I mean, right. I think that looking at voice right now and what's going on, this whole skill thing that and theory thing that's going on is that's what they're trying. They're trying to figure out a way to involve the brands and allow the brands to kind of rule themselves as opposed to Amazon and Sear dictating who and what product gets ordered when then somebody says order laundry detergent. I think there's a lot of unknown still at this time. I I really do. But I think at the same time, it's still interesting for brands to get into the game and and start to play because there are huge opportunities right now to be first to market in those spaces. I have to go back and do a little bit of research on this, but I don't know if there's a cost involved with putting a skill into this. I'm going to call it the skill store, but into that store other than I think it's treated the same way that apps are, whereas like you pay probably the app membership or whatever to be part of the Apple store. But other than that, it's on you to how you build that skill and and put that together. So I don't know that it's a huge cost for a brand other than, I mean, the amount of functionality and things that you want involved with your skill. But I still think that even small businesses and things can get in there and start to think about how they can best be a part of that. Because again, it comes down to me, in my opinion, efficiency. Like if if you're a brand 
and there is an opportunity, you look at whatever you offer. And if there's an opportunity to introduce voice into that to make your service more efficient, then that's definitely somewhere you, you should be jumping on and, and getting yeah. into for sure. And Jer, the, the truth is, is that all of the big organizations, Google, Amazon, Apple, all have a voice division. So if you're a brand and you want to go down this road and find out more, you can yeah. easily connect. I mean, on several projects I've connected in the past with the voice division of Amazon to really explore whether there were opportunities or not to go forward with that. So I think like whatever brand you are, whether you're a big brand or a, a medium brand or a small brand, I would say look up the divisions of these organizations and and just have some inquiry and and explore a little bit what is possible for you. Because to your point, it might not be a money issue. It might be a perception issue that if you're a smaller medium brand, you just might not think that it's right for you. But turns out when you get to the practical elements of it, yeah, you can participate. So so I I would say my advice to any brand would be to explore that fully and, and see where you can land in that area. I think the question was asked, what can small and medium businesses do? Small and medium businesses are often the most nimble, right? They are not layered in bureaucracy and layers of silos and corporations and stuff like that. So they're actually the most suited to be experimental with any new technology. And to their advantage, you know, if they're early adopters of Clubhouse or TikTok or anything, they've got the best opportunity to rise to the top quickly. So I would encourage the small to medium businesses to experiment, to experiment with voice, to try something out, to be those first ones on Amazon retailers or Alexa or whatever, because you never know where it will go. Again, it's it's a bigger brand, but it, to me, this wasn't a high cost thing in terms of for a company that has commercial Burger King. I don't know if you guys remember back in, I think it was 2017 when Burger King had that commercial and in their commercial, they said, hey, Google, you know, what's a Whopper? Yeah. And everybody's Google assistants went off in their houses that were nearby these things. Mm-hmm. And so that to me was just an ingenious thing that they, they were ahead It was and, and jumped on that caused a little chaos and things like that. But I still remember it to this day, four years later. So I think there are a lot of opportunities to interject voice in interesting ways into your promotions and and into your digital marketing. And and to that point, Jer, I will say this, I often get frustrated with voice because it's not fully there, right? I hate being in the car. The car never gets my commands right whenever I want to make a phone call or do whatever. It's always opening up something else, you know, and I think we need to keep that in mind that it is early. It's not that early. It continues to evolve. And with it, hopefully it'll continue to perfect itself and get better and better for sure. And there's just so many elements to the whole sound side of things. I mean, you know, we've been so focused on visual. We've been so focused on how things look. And now how things sound is becoming more and more relevant. I mean, whether it's a little music hit that people get to know, like Rogers is a perfect example of that. Every time their logo is shown, there's that little music hit and it creates this memory. And they they actually say that sound and smell are two of the most memorable elements. So I'm not surprised in any way that sound has made such a impact into, into the whole branding world. And I think we have to kind of really keep an eye on things and make sure that we're exploring all elements when we're creating our brands or refreshing our brands or evolving our brands. We need to keep the whole sound element into it, whether it's a simple little hit tied to the logo, whether it's creating a podcast, whether 
it is making sure that we're part of some of the new sound-based social media channels, primarily Clubhouse, but also looking into voice, voice, which is the new frontier of brand and where brands need to be present and, and understanding what that means for our brands and understanding how we can leverage the efficiency of our brands and the impact of our brands by exploring all of those elements. So that is the sound of branding. It's no longer just the look. It's no longer just the feel. It's no longer just the voice, meaning the personality of the brand but it's the actual voice of the brand, the sound of the brand that we have to make sure that we integrate. So that's this week's visioning around everything is brand and now everything in brand includes voice. But next week we'll have a new topic and a new direction. So join us then. 